0: muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone. That is a quote by my forever boyfriend, Alan Watts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast hosted by Emmanuel Klauser and Jared Rowan.
1: A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life.
0: And welcome back to another Tune In Thursday with Jared and Emmanuel.
1: Hi, guys. This is
0: always like how it starts. Jared cannot get excited. It's always I'm trying. I'm even moving my arms in the camera. Like,
1: listen, one time in a yoga class, because I used to teach after work. um, And I I went in one time and I was like well happy wednesday and they're like gosh like are you so then i walked back out and i came back in happy wednesday <laughs> and everybody laughed and i'm like okay like now we'll do yoga
0: well, now we'll do yoga and now we'll talk about fun things
1: yes today we will be talking about fun things yes. we
0: are i'm excited about it
1: um, but the pod today, I really it was emmanuel 's topic, I think yeah. she wanted to talk a little bit about it, and that Alan Watts quote, who is such a master philosopher, if you want to um go down some rabbit holes and think about life, Google some of his um speeches on youtube and it. it's pretty amazing um but we selected this one because it talked about muddy water being best cleared by leaving it alone and we loved it because it really gave us an interpretation of the need or the maybe the significance of stillness of rest um of quiet Mm -hmm. um and it's a perfect time as the pod heads into the busyness of the holiday season and the winter um so it's it's neat that you're you know not going anywhere in a way because you're going to hibernate like the bears and Oh, my God. That's
0: so funny that you're saying that because I was talking with my friend Ashley down here and... Of course we were talking about what we would want to come back as if we could come back as anything and I said you know I think that for how busy I've been in this life so far and I know I'm like far from done but I'm just always on the go I was like I think I'd like to be a bear so I can just peace out in my cave for six months a year <laughs>
1: perfect
0: <laughs> and hang out sleep chill and get a little bit more balanced but yeah mm-hmm.
1: and and they make no qualms about it I mean they come out of it every year and they You know,
0: unapologetic. They're like, I have slept a lot and I feel a lot better.
1: Yeah. But I think as humans, we don't do a good job. And definitely I think yoga, I will say, and I don't know if you're feeling this in your area, but there's, there feels to be a little bit of a movement to therapeutic approaches. And I don't know, I see it, the trends online that we're almost going from from like superpower hot practices into something different. Like I see so much. Like if you look at like the Katona material, even to a degree, people like Jason Crandall, mm-hmm. these in approaches. There seems to be this downshift a little bit into some of the more quote unquote you know slower softer practices.
0: I do see that. I think it depends where you look. Yeah. If you look, if you're, that's something that you practice and you cultivate, you'll find more of that. But if you're someone that is into a very powerful, strong practice, there's still plenty of that out there too. Right. Right. Um, but I do think that as a whole, the yoga community went really far off the deep end with the power of vinyasa. And I think with the influence of social media, the physical practice becoming what's showcased. If I'm laying down in supta with blocks and a strap and a blanket, it doesn't make for a really cute reel.
1: Right, right, <laughs> right. right. It's um...
0: very uneventful if I'm there for three to five minutes, just hanging out fully supported. I could put a cute song and maybe a cute quote, but then at the end of the day, it's just me laying down on my back.
1: Rather than let me me propel up into handstand and it's very beautiful and angelic and all this stuff.
0: I think with the influence of social media and our desire to see beautiful content and create things that are pleasing to the eye and that will get people to, see us in a different light or a positive light or set us apart from other teacher. There's been kind of this one up or like, Oh, this is what I'm doing. Oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then we went really far off to the very physical, beautiful, graceful practice of power yoga. And there has been, if you go that far, there needs to be kind of a retreat eventually. And I think we're starting to enter that phase. Yeah.
1: And I think, um, and I read a few articles actually in preparation and, and it's, it, Many sources label vinyasa actually as a less quote unquote ad- advanced practice than they label the advanced practices of yoga. And if you look at the eight-limbed path, it makes sense as restorative yoga, yin yoga, and yoga nidra. Yeah. Are advanced practices. And I think the reason, and that relates a little bit to us talking about rest and stillness, is because your mind's i mean your mind is awake uh, a lot more aware in a, in those style of practices you really have to access the yogi mind where the physical practice yes it is it is challenging it is physically advanced but the deeper layers it's not as challenging for those deeper layers of your being I think
0: well because you're removing distractions in a way the movement that we're doing is distracting us the music that's playing and pumping is distracting us the heat is distracting us and when you start to remove all of that and move in towards your center you really come across who you are and what's going on in between your ears and how you react to that in those moments and that's very hard to do.
1: Well, I think it's, um, and this is we come to this like, like uh, I was listening. You know, it's it it comes along the path. If you kind of stick with yoga, I think you said this in the first pod pot episode. there yeah. it was a insight. I think it's the longevity of your practice. You eventually get to this point because I don't think you can just walk in. And, and deal with being overstimulated by your brain. I think the physical pack practice is the entryway for all of us to start the journey. Um, and then along the way, these deeper concepts, meditation, restorative, nidra, breath work, you know, we, we start to then dabble in these, I would say these harder techniques of like, yeah self-cultivation uh and restorative yoga is one of them which we don't have a ton here i don't know in miami if you guys have a ton of offerings but we don't do not have a ton
0: we don't in the community that i'm in i have to be brutally honest with you I've not had a lot of time to explore I know yeah. there are different options around but I haven't really gone to many other yoga, yoga studios we do offer right now three yeah three yen classes a week
1: oh that's great okay um yeah, yeah. and and we I've, I've begun offering some restoratives some yen practices and 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 some nidras um which are actually really well attended here in ocean City. yeah yeah they seem to be really
0: interesting
1: yeah um and that's more so than the physical practice i offer now um and i think you know it's really important to just kind of point out i mean one you know for our yogis out there, like one of the fathers of yoga, I mean, Yengar is very well known for yin and and restorative practice. And I think it's good to point out, especially restorative, he's kind of the prop guy. He's Mm -hmm. the one into, right. Like he introduced a lot of how we can really work with recovery and injury in yoga. He was the guy that like, I'm not saying he's the guy, but One of the guys that kind of at least pushed that to the, the forefront. And I know we've talked a lot in the past about the use of props and blankets and bolsters and and all the things. But he does believe in the benefit of and that was one of the second quotes we actually picked had to do with the idea that that relaxation quote unquote, or, or restorative yoga or slowing down, you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't mean it's a soft option to yoga. No. And I think you said something really, um, do you want to share? Like when we were talking about that quote, I thought it was insightful.
0: Yeah. We talked about it just before we started recording as we were going over the show notes and just thinking about the fact that If you consider someone who is aware of their whole person, their whole self, you can't always just push. You know what I mean? If you think about doing something that requires a lot of strength and you're always very forceful, which your physical body, eventually that leads to creating injury and you need to balance it out. It feels better physically if you have moments where you rest. And we know this, that recovery, even if it's not recovery in the sense of taking a restorative yoga class, but in every sport, recovery is an art. How you do it can be wildly different from one person to another. But if you ask professional athletes what's really important to them yes, of course, the workout and put into work in and consistency is super important, but there also needs to be consistent recovery and rest periods and nurturing. And that comes into play in a very big way. What I was telling Jared is actually, it's not being soft. It's being smart.
1: Yes. And, it, and it's a discipline. And I'll point out one more thing before we take it off the mat. And then I I really like this as I was, um, I'm doing, I told Emmanuel, I don't think on a pod, but I'm doing a training right now on pranayama and the chakras overlaying on the glands. And um, we were talking about the adrenal glands, which is associated with the waters of your second chakra. And for those of you who don't even need to know about chakras, but the point is that when we are moving around, doing a lot, that actually taxes your adrenal glands And you produce or secrete adrenaline, um, which is great, but it's also the same type of hormone that is the fight or flight stress hormone. Right. So I think that's important to point out. I'm not saying your yoga class is making you stressed out. But I'm saying it's activating some adrenaline, which is a great thing. But also consider the other really, you know, delicious things that the body produces like serotonin and dopamine, which is accessed through softer approaches. And then I think you said it earlier, it's all about a balance. You know, I, I jog probably five days, four, five days a week but I don't jog four or five times a day. Right. So, you know, there's a balance to to any of that. Um, So I want, I always like to bring in some of the science behind it, um, which I think is pretty neat.
0: And if we think about life in general as well, we're not always going to need the same amount of each. So if I'm in a phase of my life where I'm really super active, maybe I need to really get myself to more restorative yoga or some Nidra. If I'm in a phase of my life where I have trouble getting motivated, trouble getting going, I'm just feeling empathetic or lethargic, maybe I just need to get some classes that get me moving and that get me that release of adrenaline and that I can enjoy that through my day and feel like I got a kickstart. And it's not right. always going to be one or the other. The recipe will sort of change as we navigate the seasons of our lives, since that's something to be aware of, too. Yeah. Um,
1: no, just I kind
0: of wanted to point that out, and also to, um, I just want to mention really briefly on Yin Yoga, that it's a really good technique for the brain because it's static, but there are some ways that it is. Th- that some teachers teach it that can be problematic in terms of the physiology. And I'm not going to get into that, but I yeah. don't want to sound like I'm fully endorsing it. And I'm also not fully dismissing it. I just want to point out that I'm fully aware of like uneducated teachers. If they teach you in, it could cause problems for the body. And so I think it's important to mention that as kind of a sidebar.
1: Yes. And that compared to restorative, there's way less physical potential injury Mm -hmm. and specifically speaking without again getting into it because you're right yin yoga is actually controversial yeah (laughs) Um, it's a lot of the exiting of the poses that people can be injured in a yin class and how you really sequence a yin class is very important and how long you have people in a posture and it really is an advanced, you need advanced, tr- I don't want to say you need, because I don't want to live in, in, but you should do your research. if You you're should be, be
0: very training. well educated on the body and the properties, because I hear it all the time. Oh, yeah, yin stretches your fascia. And I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? So I think if you're going to teach a yin class, do a little more than just picking up the green book. Do you have the green book?
1: Yes, of course. The
0: Bernie Clark book. Do a little yeah. more than just picking up the green book and reading the sequence and teaching that and get informed. Look at the physiology of the body. Look at what you're talking about when you're talking about muscles, joints, fascia and different things like that and what each thing needs. Um, yeah. And I'll just leave it at that because I could yeah. go on a tangent. But,
1: you um, do a pod on that, but
0: when we talk about rest, outside mm-hmm. the room or outside different yoga experiences. How do you relate it to your personal life?
1: So rest into my personal life. Um, or
0: just off the mat in general. It yeah, yeah. in general. I
1: would say, so this is, this is like a big therapy question, by the way, that people in therapy have a really hard time with is rest um, because they oftentimes feel guilty or that they should be doing something um we can get into that if we have time um about why it's hard for people to rest but for me rest is and i'm not great at it um sleeping in a little bit um relaxing in my bed after work um getting a massage feels like rest to me um skipping the gym if it's what i need um, i would say you know even reading can be restful even though your your brain is turned on a little bit um just enjoying time at home lighting like a, a candle and and being present um and not having plans i would say is how rest looks in general to me what about you
0: well <laughs> There's a couple of things that needs to happen for me to really rest. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to learn that now because like you, I am definitely not very good at it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I know now that if I'm trying to get actual rest, I need my phone to be off.
1: Oh, good insight. Yeah. Yeah
0: for the purpose of like, a, I I manage a yoga studio. And so I get emails, even if it's not from employees, the email from the business comes through my phone and there's emails coming through that 24 hours a day. And also because I tend to use moments of rest, just like the majority of us, I am no different than anyone else to just kind of scroll are to waste time or check out. And that is doing me more harm than it is doing me good. And at the end of the day, if I spend, I don't know, a half hour scrolling after lunch before I get going with the rest of my day, I typically come out feeling almost stressed out or from a place of lack. Like I'm not doing enough when really I'm working (laughs) as much as I could possibly. And it always makes me feel less than. And so if I'm really trying to rest and give myself a break, I will not have my phone. I also, maybe because it's the season of the life that I'm in right now, find that I need to be by myself. Yeah. I tend to cater to people a lot, want to people please, want to help. And when it's time for me to take a break, it's hard for me to say no. And I know that about myself. So when I really am taking care of myself, I'm able to say, no, I'm going to stay in. I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to do that. Even if it's going and get my nails done with someone, sometimes the interaction that you have in the nature of the conversation becomes even just that too much. I just need to be by myself to regroup, to recenter around my own energy. So no phone, less people. And the last one is less distraction. Same ideas. If I just watch TV, I almost feel like I'm wasting my time. Not that I need to be productive, but I feel more relaxed. I love coloring. So I have crayons and a coloring book that is a lot more restful to me than watching a show. Right. So
1: and I think that's important to to document and we could not document.
0: Document. <laughs> yeah. Let's document. Watch
1: oh I'm like in therapy mode, like I'm typing notes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a, important just to say is like try not to even, this is taking it not into rest, but do two things at once. Like if you are watching a show, put your phone upside down somewhere and put it on silence um, and be present for that experience. Um, but I think rest, uh, know that so- there's there's a lot to be said about what will come to you in moments of rest and silence it will be moments where you are reflective. And in winter and in traditional Chinese medicine, water is the season of winter and water is reflective. If you choose to see it as such, or it can be turbulent, right? So these moments where we're slowing down and we're maybe closing our eyes and, and tapping into ourselves can be very insightful moments. You know, I think we, I guess we don't utilize that. I think what you said about distraction, I think we really don't sit with our brains because I think we're overwhelmed by them maybe yes. um, rather than reflective. And one technique I would say for people is just to acknowledge the thought. I thought, what will the next thought be? Hey, there you are again, thought. What will the next thought be? And in time, answers will come to you in periods of rest. Uh, If you, if again, you are disciplined in your practice. practice.
0: Yeah. It's a hard thing to do in our society. And you said, you know, we were maybe going to touch on why, why do you think it's so hard for us to rest?
1: It was funny, like I, I I was working out with I work out with a trainer on Friday mornings, and he has three kids, and we were talking about Gen Z. So sorry if you're in Gen Z and you're listening to this. Mm. But I had a new Gen Z patient here for therapy, and we were talking about, and I'm generalizing how hard it is for them to sit with discomfort. And this led into a further discussion of because everything is so instantaneous to them. So if they want to go somewhere, they can do an Uber. If they want a hamburger, they can have it delivered DoorDash. If they want, I mean, if they post a picture, they can click and check their likes. They can, it's like the music, it's there. They, they need to connect with someone, they text. So I think that is a big reason why people can't. I think technology is a huge Barrier to and cause of many of the issues people are facing in their lives now. I think that it's a huge barrier. There's a lot of good, like the different apps that you can use to check, you know, to rest and relax. But I think that that could be the leading cause is technology makes it really hard to tune out or to tune down. Um, So that I think is a big one. And then I think. We've done a poor job in society of encouraging people. Um, I think in some countries, you know, the work week is shorter. I think um, you're allowed to take a break. My uncle who was a hypnotic therapist even tried to do a study where he was trying to show the benefits of a 30 minute nap in the work day. Mm -hmm. And, And it was not passed because society is so set on like productivity, like that, that your worth is tied to that. So I think people tend to feel guilty for doing quote unquote, nothing. Um, So I think it's, those are my two big ones. Do you agree? See the same thing? See something different?
0: No, I totally agree. Mm. I think that's spot on. We're very geared towards being productive, accomplishing things, checking off boxes of our checklists and not so much doing less.
1: Mm -hmm. And it really helps your neurology. If we come back to like the adrenals and like your fight or flight, like if you're constantly on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go, you are going to have a hard time settling down. -hmm. Like, and actually you're gonna have a hard time finding clarity because your brain's overstimulated. So know that if you start a practice of rest or you take time to slow down, it's going to have resistance. It's going to be challenging. But if you're we're in it for the long haul, and I think you and I talked about this as we were talking about this podcast, it's all really sitting in time, a lot of it. Right. And it's like real embodiment of, of of a change of an insight. it's all about being patient, persistent, and having the perseverance, I think
0: yes, and honestly, how we came up or I came up with this topic. We were discussing it and Jared asked me, he said, okay, what do you think we should talk about next? And we have a list of things that were of interest to us, a list of requests that you guys have made. And I paused and I was trying to decide what I was going to call it. And I said, okay, let's talk about rest. And I personally, Feel that in my life, I'm in almost like a forced period of rest. Meaning that when I worked in Ocean City, I was very blessed to work within my purpose. I did teacher trainings which filled me with so much love and with such a strong sense of purpose. And I had a very fun and profitable energy healing business on the side, which really was quite incredible Mm -hmm. and gave me the feeling like I was helping people and that the work that I did had significance in the world, which is super important for me. That's why I went the yoga route, not because I wanted to be a glorified teacher, but because that's my way of being of service through the practice and sharing. Yeah. Now that I'm in Miami, there are others other areas of my life that are really great, like drastically improved. But I don't feel as purposeful in my work, and that has been very challenging for me. Because if I don't have the sense that I'm really helping people, and if I have the sense that I'm just teaching classes because people want to move their body and there's nothing beyond that, What am I actually doing? Right. And it was me coming to the realization that sometimes it's okay to not explore 100% of your purpose, to take a step back and say, okay, this was a, a time and space where I felt very purposeful. Now I'm in a different season where I get to work so I can make money, so I can gear up for the next moment. And sometimes we feel, or at least I felt, and maybe it comes back to this idea of productivity, that I needed to be exploring 100% of my potential and really working with my purpose and helping as many people as possible. Whereas right now, I'm the one who needs help. I need to help myself first. And it's okay for me to teach classes. Not that I teach bad classes, but it's a different level of interaction with people when you do a Reiki session or you teach them on how to be a yoga teacher than when you teach them a 55-minute vinyasa class because in Miami, everyone shows up five minutes late. And then if you take Shavasana out of it, you're at 50 minutes. So what are we really getting done here?
1: And I think it's important to point out what we're not encouraging is like, Passivity. Um, no, I think it's really important because what you're saying that what we're encouraging is you don't have to do a vision board every year. Do you <laughs> know what like serious, yes. I think it's lovely that people are doing that, but I'm telling you, success often is a gradual game. People that have good reputations have done something the same for a good a long time. time. And I think we get caught in the rat race of going to the next thing, doing the next thing, doing the vision board, but really stick with something and be patient. And I think that that is great for you. Yeah. That you're kind of like this and be okay with this is where I'm at in my life. I am doing a paycheck and I do like my job and it provides for me, but maybe it's not this magic moment. And And that's that's okay. Yeah, I I love that. I think that people will really relate to that.
0: Because I it can seem a certain way, and not that I'm super active on social media or anything like that, but if I tell people, yeah, I'm a studio manager in South Beach and I have an amazing boss and I have great work conditions. That's like the dream job. I yeah. People would kill to have my job. I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I love it. And I go to work every day and I feel very grateful for what I have. I just know it's not my end all be all. And that's okay too.
1: Right. Yeah. And I brag about you in that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that's good that you, you know that that's, that's where you're at.
0: That is, um, what are, I guess, before we come to a close and you have expressed like what you do, if people, and I'm sure you see that in therapy and that's why I'm kind of asking you that people are having problems. Okay. No. Can you hear this (laughs) honking? Yes. This is distracting me. People of South Beach, lay off the horn.
1: Lay off the horn, gosh.
0: So you need some restorative yoga. (laughs) Um, So you expressed and I spoke to you what we do to rest. If someone were to come to you and say, I can't seem to find a way to chill out. What is the first step? Like, how do you lead people into a practice?
1: Um. easy. This is a good one. Okay. Five to 10 minutes, sit outside, observe. Okay. And that's like the go-to thing that I start people with Um, is five, 10 minutes, sit outside before you get in your car to go wherever you're going. Tell me what that feels like. Tell me what happens. Close your eyes. Don't observe, but be in, I think nature is a gateway for rest hundred percent you know so i say that yeah yeah i say that quite a bit and then i also say you know it's funny but make your bed every day Mm -hmm. and then before you leave lay down for a minute i know like on your made bed crazy lay down for a minute close your eyes breathe get up and start your day okay
0: that's interesting. I kind of like that.
1: I know it's different, right? Yeah. Mm.
0: And do you um. find people get some insight from it when they do those practices?
1: Yes. I will tell you so much resistance though, to soothing practices. Yes. When I, when I give my, my people soothing practices, so much resistance. And when I say soothing, it's like the meditations, the breath work, the sitting in nature, but when I give them more active work, like thoughty work, yep, they get it done, create a list, bring it in. They're all about that. Sending me texts throughout the week. These are the things I want to talk about. Yes.
0: Okay, they're ready. And then when it's time to just sit on your porch and not do anything, they keep, they find it harder. Yes. That's very interesting. Um, okay, well, I guess to bring it for circ- I don't know why I can't speak today.
1: <laughs> You're bringing. Fu- yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit. I can't.
0: <laughs> this is going to be a fun edit. I'm going to edit this episode for like three hours because I cannot seem to get my words
1: straight. You, you got to do what I used to do. What? So I used to just ramble through the mess up. And somebody told me one time that that was endearing. I said, it doesn't make me sound stupid. And she goes, no, yes. it's kind of charming. So, <laughs> like, I mispronounce words, Emmanuel.
0: No, I know, but like, I sound a little illiterate. I was just, <laughs> people are going to be in their car at home and like, is she drunk? What is she on? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay. I was just trying to be nice you guys and bring this full circle. And to say, if you are thinking about the yoga practice, there are many ways in which you can find rest through the medium of yoga, restorative yoga being a really nice one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yoga Nidra is a whole new world, which I don't know much about. You have a lot of training on but I find fascinating and there's also yin yoga which is a little bit more controversial and off the mat you'll find or you should if you haven't yet find techniques that work for you and it don't have to be grand it could be quite simple where you can find ways to nurture yourself and get in touch with yourself and on the bigger scale also knowing that there will be periods of rest or of less action or of less purpose in your life that are just there by design to help you gain the traction that you need to get to the next step.
1: Yeah, and don't cut it out of your life because we don't cut winter out, out of the four seasons. Um, we need the rest. Yeah, that, that's actually the birthplace of new goal set- setting is really the winter solstice when it will when the sun begins to shine brighter again. So please remember that the clearing out is so important and then the pause is so important. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess au revoir.
0: Au revoir. <laughs>